Hey guys, welcome back to God Life Podcast. Uh, today we're lucky to have with us Ian Comerford, who is a project manager at ESB Networks. Ian, thanks for joining. Hi Mark, how are you doing? Thanks very much for having me on. Not at all. Uh, so let's start from the start. What did you do in college and what were you thinking, like what was your mind space like when you were doing it? Um, so I started off in DIT and I studied, um, I did a bachelor's in structural engineering. Um, I suppose just, just to say briefly, like going before college, um, I was always interested in, you know, construction. Um, I love Lego, I love design, I love buildings uh, growing up. And I suppose originally I wanted to do architecture. And it, it turned out uh, during the Leaving Cert, I didn't actually get the points. Uh, and then I got my second choice, which was engineering um, in college. And uh, it was probably, like looking back, it was probably the best thing that ever happened that I didn't actually get into architecture. So um, it's one of those things, you know, you, you think you want something and then as you develop in your career, you realize, okay, maybe that wasn't for me. Um, and yeah, no, I'm delighted then I got into the, the, the engineering and it was common engineering in first year. And then you decided which discipline to go into um, then from second to fourth year. So yeah, that was, in, that was a DIT in Dublin and I decided to go into structural engineering. Um, so yeah. Um, Interesting. That was, the, yeah. um, the the architect thing is very good for a lot of people. Literally today of all days to to hear if they didn't get what they wanted in the leaving cert because it happens so much that that happens to people and it's such a blessing in disguise, but yeah. they just don't realize it at the time. So well, at um, the time, uh, I, I I thought it was the end of the world. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, bad, I, it? yeah. I had friends. Um, it was it was actually architecture in Waterford. I had a lot of friends going to Waterford. That was what I wanted to do. I had my heart set on it, but. Um, yeah, no, it's funny. Quickly realized then a few months later, Jesus, you know, I, it wasn't for me. Um, and I was more, yeah, I was more into, I suppose, more problem solving mathematics. Um, I love maths. Um, structural design was really my thing. So, uh, yeah, it was, you know, one of those things, blessing, blessing in disguise. So how, uh, like, you, you scrapped the architecture plan, you went into engineering. Uh, how far into the engineering degree did you kind of specialize and at what point did you start figuring out okay this is what I'm actually going to do and this is the plan I'm putting in place yeah so I suppose um, first year was was common um, so we did bits of everything and um, it was kind of based structural electrical um, sorry structural mechanical manufacturing and building services and then at the end of first year you had to decide which uh, path you wanted to take or which uh, which uh, which option so it's funny like um so i started in 2007 and probably started 2008 and um, before we decided on what what um uh which course to, to do the following year we had co consultancies and companies coming into us and they're all pitching you know oh, this is do structural for this reason do mechanical for this reason and um they all kind of had this great pitch you will actually have jobs before you finish college so I was thinking this is the best thing ever, you know, job before I even do my final exams. And then, you know, two, three years later and uh, we were in one of the worst recessions and no work. Um, but look, I, I had my heart set on structural engineering, so I went with that and um, didn't know at the time I was going to leave college with very, very few opportunities for structural engineers with no building. Um, and yeah, I suppose finishing college then, um, within a couple of months, the majority of my class classmates went abroad um, I actually didn't at the time I, I stayed in Ireland but uh, yeah it was, it was it was a massive contrast how a couple of years can, uh, can really make a difference when you've you've almost guaranteed job and then um, 
three years later, there's there's no hope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You um at least so when I started my career, I started an investment bank and I couldn't have been less of a fit culturally, skill set wise, etc. And in terms of just what I wanted to do. I did the opposite of probably now my main advice to people of playing to your strengths. But it sounds like you were doing just that. So that probably gave you confidence even going into a really tough jobs market. Yeah, yeah. Um and I suppose look, I was a bit of a home bird um at the time anyway. I, I wasn't as keen as some of the other guys in my class, you know, to to go to Australia, New Zealand, Canada. Um I, I stuck it out. Um but to do that I had to diversify and I, I actually did surveying work for a couple of years. Um and that was that was interesting. It was, it was like a lot different to what I studied in college, but um it definitely helped my career. It gave me a different kind of um um skill set. Um and I used that period in time then to I thought, look, I'll save some money here. Um I'll go back and I decided then to do a master's um a couple of years later. Um so I did a master's in structural engineering in Trinity. And it was kind of one of those things that was, you know, during recession, it's the time to to reskill, go back to college. Um so that's yeah, I decided to go back and do the masters. Then it was a one-year full-time masters in Trinity uh, College. Nice. I'm thinking that surveying thing is like good survival skills. Like you, you didn't find anything in your primary path, so you just switched over and kind of made it made it work for a while. Yeah, it was. I suppose it was surveying kind of site engineering. So kind of setting out. It was um, less structural kind of work, which I did in college, and more civil kind of um, doing work on roads. Um, um setting out car parks and then the surveying went on to do um surveys of rivers cross sections for flood risk uh programs so it was yeah it was i, I didn't know where i was going to end up um yeah. but i just kind of went with the flow um and yeah you know, it was there were, it was enjoyable work it was tough work you know when you're working kind of on the contractor side it's it's you know long hours tough work but i, I learned an awful lot and it definitely helps like those few years definitely helped um you know, get into the job and get into the role I'm in um, with ESB now. Yeah. So if uh, the undergrads promised you a job and you didn't quite, <laughs> wasn't quite there, surely a master's in Trinity from structural, like really specified, would get you a guaranteed job? Um, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say guaranteed, but yeah, look, after, once once I finished up, um, it was actually, you went to the, it was still uh, it was, I think it was 2013 yeah I finished the masters still things hadn't picked up fully but um, yeah I went I remember going to the grad fair a friend of mine said oh just try it out there might be something that'll come up because I was looking for jobs and I didn't see a whole lot mm. in, in the structural kind of um, discipline and I remember there was a couple of jobs and one was the ESB and before that to be honest I wouldn't have even thought of a job with the ESB um, I didn't think they took on structural engineers. I thought it was all, you know, electrical energy, all that type of thing. But um, yeah, and then it turned out another a friend of mine in college actually got a job with them a couple of years previously that I didn't even know. And um, yeah, that was kind of, it was one of those things, you know, if you don't kind of research and, and look into like different areas, uh, I, I was sure it was just going to be a design office uh, for me. But um, yeah, no, I, I realized then that, you know, ESB take on, um uh, civil structural engineers quantity surveyors so then i decided to apply for that um and go through the different stages and then i started with esb on the graduate program in 2015 
Nice. Okay. It's so funny that that like Irish grads just wear blinkers. I mean, yeah. ESB is literally everywhere, all around you. You see the, like their infrastructure everywhere. And the Irish grads just wear such blinkers. They don't think about such an enormous company. It's such an enormous opportunity. Uh, it really is nuts to me. Oh, it's, yeah. Um, looking back, I'm like, how did I not see this? But, um, yeah. yeah, like it's, it's huge. I think it could be seven or 8,000 employees with the ESB. You know, it's, it's a huge company. Um, and, you know, the, the people working them for, for them from every different, you know, area of um, uh, studies and things. So, yeah, it was just like, and, and other companies, you know, different utilities, you know, um, Irish Water, ESB, um, Cast Networks Ireland, Irish Rail, you know, the, like you can get jobs with all these. They were And they weren't really like in college, I would have never thought of getting a job with, you know, a utilities company or the ESB. So, yeah, it's just, I suppose that's one thing for graduates to keep your, you know, just take off the, the blinkers and kind of take a good look around because there's there's jobs and you might need to go into something slightly different at the start um, mm. to get where you want to go at the end. But it's all good and it'll all stand to you. Totally, yeah. It just kind of broadens your horizons. Yeah. I was talking to uh, May Cole the other day, and the grad program actually just sounds class. You got sent to Bahrain for a while, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was yeah. The grad grad program for me was was really good. Um, like I think the year I started, twenty fifteen, they took on maybe thirty uh, odd engineering um, graduates. So you know, there was there was, and and I started in ESB International. Um, and there was a good, you know, kind of um, really helpful kind of positive culture. Um, um, there was a lot of training we did. I remember first year or in the, the first year, we did a lot of project management training, which I found really good. So I found college was good to a point, but then the grad program and the training helped kind of develop so the more kind of professional type skills. So we did presentation skills, communication um project management um report, technical report writing these were all really good courses just to kind of give you that edge um and take you that that extra step from college um and then yeah I suppose I think it was my second year on the grad program I, I got the opportunity to go um to Bahrain in the Middle East on rotation um which was you know it was one of those things um I didn't miss out on well for my own I didn't really want to go abroad kind of maybe when I finished college I wasn't ready and then yeah when I saw this opportunity um I, I had to jump at it um so yeah I went I went to Bahrain um it was I was working on the Alba project so it was a new um power plant 1800 megawatts um it was it was a massive project I mean when we were when the project's finished it was roughly was it four 4,000 megawatts. So to give you an idea of the scale, that's roughly, that could nearly power Ireland on a given day, that one power, one one plant. It was an aluminium um, plant, so they, they made aluminium and the power in that plant alone could could almost power Ireland. A bit shy of powering the Republic of Ireland in a day. So it's, it's huge scale. At, at the time, it was um, one of the largest projects in the world, one of the largest civil engineering projects in the world. So, you know, when, when you hear these things, you're like, I can't miss this opportunity. Like I'd never get, never got that opportunity to work on a project at that scale, um, with a multinational kind of team out there. I, I'd never get that opportunity again. So, kind of, you know, I, I jumped at it when I got when I got asked to go. Yeah, that is crazy. How does the ESB end up involved in a project out in Bahrain? 
Yeah, so so the ESB um, ESB International have worked in Bahrain for over forty years now. Um, they've 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 worked with um, EUA, so it's the Electricity and Water Authority. So it's kind of like you know, basically the ESB in Ireland and Irish Water for the equivalent over in Bahrain, and they've built um, you know, they've built contacts and networks uh, over there, and they're you know, they've a very um, strong and. Uh, team over there and they've been there yeah, as I said 40 years and through the work they've done with EWA and, and over there they've they've they got the the contract to to be a consultant on with, with Alba on the new power plant. So yeah it was um really really uh interesting project. You know there was the site was massive the the plant alone was I think almost two kilometers by two kilometers it was, it was huge. Yeah, um, you, you know you're you're in a jeep driving around um 40 degrees some days uh in the middle of the summer it was um you know massive change um but to be honest you know i was a bit apprehensive you know going over to the place i didn't really know anyone um uh bahrain you know it's a tiny little country it's actually smaller than county loud um, really yeah it's smaller than county loud and population i think it's like roughly 1.45 million people so it's kind of like you know dublin um yeah population of dublin yeah but um to be honest i have to say like it was it was really well kind of thought out and structured um by the esb and i went over i they did kind of put all the the esb employees into one kind of apartment complex so it was all set up really well i made friends you know with with the other the other guys uh in no time there was good um a good Irish society, the GAA club was there. Um yeah, it was a really, really good setup and you know it was one of one of the highlights of my career, if not the highlight of my career to date, um working over there. Um yeah. It's an it. unreal thing to be able to do. What I love about what you did is like admitting that you were kind of like apprehensive at first, because you're going into a cultural, culturally alien place. Like it couldn't be more different to hear. And you took the leap and look how much you got out of it. A lot of people are really afraid to take that leap. Yeah, yeah. No, I was one of those things I kinda I think it was probably the fact that I as I said, I, I didn't go abroad earlier and I kind of probably thought, you know, I had friends going abroad and they were almost they were coming back from New Zealand and and Canada at this stage and I kind of felt I missed out. And, you know, this came up and I thought, like, that's a sign, this is an opportunity. Um and yeah, when it's when it's a project this size and you're working for uh ESB International, you know, you have to you have to go for it. Um you have to take on <laughs> take the jump. <laughs> mm. Um and yeah you're you're not gonna you're not gonna get a project that size in Ireland. Uh probably ever. I'll probably never work on a project that size again. So yeah. Um yeah no it was just something I couldn't I couldn't turn down. So what I want to do here is ask like two versions of the same question. Like it's a what's it like question. So Answer one for the technical engineering students or grads or whatever kind of listen to this. What do you actually do when you're working on a project like that? Okay, so my role um, was kind of a resident engineer um, on the civil structural side. So what I was doing was they were they were pouring um, bases for towers, for gas turbines. So I was going down around the site and uh, doing inspections on the steelwork to make sure it was per the specification as per the drawings. Um, I was checking on the safety side, the method statements, um, how do the plan to safely kind of carry out works. Um, 
we were going, we were doing audits on the site, so health and safety audits. Um, lo- loads of different things, kind of um, checking st- our des- structural designs, um, doing uh, checking concrete cubes to make sure they were as the as per specification. Um, so yeah, on the kind of civil structural technical side, all all that type of thing. Um, it was really interesting. You know, it was kind of yeah, no no two days were the same. You could be asked to do kind of any type of work or get some of the some of the concrete pours went on for you know, uh, I think some of them were were you know well overnight. Like there was truck after truck after truck. You know, um, so yeah, it was really really diverse work. Um, and interesting. Yeah, and I was kind of like many different projects in Ireland just combined into one I need a yeah. bit of everything yeah that's pretty cool um, I have a follow on from that but sorry question two of that then was for business students listening and for people who don't have that skill but who or that technical uh, skill but who want to be kind of close to the action in that way you, like from a project management perspective are business students able to get into this stuff or do they need to go into one of the other uh, streams of the grad program and therefore the business um so business students trying to think like I suppose really the site work probably wouldn't be for them um as in you know I wouldn't expect a business student to go out and check in the, the steel work <laughs> in a big base. Um I'm sure they could do it, but I'm not sure if they'd want to do it. <laughs> but on um, the PM side, so like a lot of a lot yeah. of business students do PM and businesses yeah. or their consultants or whatever. Would that like could you do your job without technical or engineering background? Uh, like the job I'm in now, yeah, the engineering background. So, like, I'm not currently a project manager um, with ESP Networks. Um, so, yeah, like the engineering background definitely helps, but it, it's not essential. Um, I would say, um, you know, it's it's like one of these things when you get into a new role or a new job, like you know, you kind of start off as if you you don't know anything, you know, and a lot of employers expect you just to come in with, you know, a blank slate, and they don't even take what you did in college. They assume you know nothing, and and I'll be honest. When I moved from ESB International to ESB Networks, um, it was a massive change. I thought, oh, I'm just moving from one part of the ESB to the other, but it was a huge change. Um, it took a couple of months to get up to speed with everything. Um, and like, yeah, if you were a business student or a business uh, graduate, you could you could definitely become a uh, into project management and do do my job. Yeah, um, the engineering would help, but it mm. wouldn't be essential. Um, like as I said, I I didn't think when I started off doing structural engineering that I'd be working for ESP Networks as a project manager. Um, it's it's all electrical projects now, you know. Um, so I don't do yeah, I'm not doing any true. any structural design work at the moment. Um, so Smart. you know, yeah, it just I wouldn't have thought it that five years ago, but that's the way it is. It's all project management now. Um, yeah, 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 ebbs and flows. Yeah. Um, the second thing then, as, as you were talking in your first answer there, so I do a lot of career guidance and it's kind of a big part of what grad life is. And uh, I always run through these values, these seven values under the acronym of impact. So intellectual stimulation. Uh, and these are, the, these are the things that graduates look for in jobs generally, from my understanding. Intellectual stimulation, money, purpose, prestige, uh, autonomy, culture and community, and travel. Now, a couple of things, listening to you talk about that uh, Bahrain project, the intellectual stimulation was there in spades by the sound of it. You're just very yeah. interested in how this thing runs. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Money, I know uh, ESB pay really well. 
Uh, the culture and community we'll talk about in a second sounds like it's bloody great crack in there from from chatting to me. Uh, how would you score it across the board there on that other stuff? Autonomy is naturally going to be low because it's such a big company, I'd assume. Yeah. But uh, everything else, it seems to be kicking some goals. Yeah, no, um, definitely it scored highly across everything, um, to be honest. Um, yeah, no, there's... there's very few faults. I mean, especially with the Bahrain project, you know, I I got so much from that that six seven months, um, probably more than I've got in the that I that I got in the two years before that with the company. You know, mm. um, a lot like like yeah, there was a lot of responsibility when you're out there. You're expected, you know, um, to pick up things very quickly, uh, and you just have to. You know, when you're thrown in the deep end, you just you will pick up things very quickly, um, and with the increased responsibility, you know, it's it really helps you grow and mature as an engineer. So yeah, no, it's, um, I, I really found like it was challenging, but you know, um, it, it worked out and it worked. It was, it was great then going forward into other roles. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you hear a structural engineer say there's very few faults, it's very reassuring. Um, <laughs> the, the Bahrain thing kind of like leapfrog your career. Then when you got back, does going away like that really help one's career? Yeah. I mean, I, I know when when I came back. So um, after the graduate program, um, you do say with ESB anyway. You do like an interview. Um, it's called for a professional engineer. So I know for a fact, like that, you know, during the interview, all the talk was most of the talk was about Bahrain, and um, yeah, that that definitely helped. You know, and and even like following on from that, I, I last year I became a chartered engineer, and during the, the chartered interview, a lot of the talk again was about this international experience of Bahrain and the size of the project and what it was like working over there with the, the multinational um, kind of team. How did you find it, you know, communication with, with other people, different languages? You know, it was all around that. So, yeah, the, the Bahrain thing and the international work um, really helps, you know, uh, with the chartership and my professional engineer interview with ESB. Yeah, okay. And now that you're in then, like talking about the kind of culture and community side of things, what do you get involved in? Because it sounds like there's a ton of stuff to do there. Like there's guys in, in, to talk rugby to the charity stuff. There's so much going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, there's, there's loads. So you have um, the GA team. That was that was a massive part. Um, there was different Irish societies. Um, there was, we did, oh, was it a, a boat, kind of this charity boat race thing. Um, that was great fun. Um, there was the Grand Prix, um, the Bahrain Grand Prix. If you're into Formula One, that was really good. Um, then, yeah, I did a bit of traveling. Went to Sri Lanka. Went to um, Abu Dhabi. These, like you know, and I would have never went to these places if I wasn't in Bahrain. If I was sent there, um, yeah, no, it was it was really good. And then you know, at the weekends, like you work hard during the week, and then at the weekends you meet up with the other the groups of uh, other or the other Irish English. A community at the, the rugby club or the GA club and yeah it was really good fun like I have to say uh, the social side was brilliant you know you you really like I don't know anyone that didn't enjoy Bahrain to be honest and, and anyone I know out there or uh, that came back would love to go back again so um, God yeah. it's crazy to think um, one thing I wanted to, to cover with you is for student like energy is one of the, the industries that's changing the fastest and obviously heading pretty quickly towards renewables etc what kind yeah. of skill sets or what should the students now, like, you know, tomorrow's energy engineers, et cetera, what should they be trying to learn? Uh, say, like, the, the business answer to this is, 
to have a basic understanding of computer science is now very, very useful for someone, even if they don't plan on working in computer science. What would be the engineering equivalent? Um, if there is one. I suppose. Hmm. Do, 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 do. Like, is there a skill or lack thereof that has caught up with you that you'd be like, ah, I wish I did that in college or wish I delved a bit into that or even just read a book about that. I'm assuming renewables is going to be pretty close. Yeah, to like, I, I'd say for, like, going forward, like, I, I suppose in college I picked up, you know, the, the bit about wind and solar and, and going forward it's probably more of the same. Um, yeah, I, I suppose I would have liked to have maybe done a bit more on the renewable side kind of... Um, but like any of those kind of energy engineering or courses or even like the civil structural electrical, they'll all have I'm like all my courses had modules on kind of, you know, different bits on renewable energy. Um, because that's the way it's all going. And I think the focus is more and more on that now. Mm. Um but I'm trying to think in particular kind of different skills. I, I just think a lot of courses now will cover it uh, naturally. Um but yeah, yeah fair. If, if there's nothing <laughs> obvious, then it probably I'm not wouldn't be. There's, there's anything uh, obvious, or maybe it's just because I, maybe it's just I've I've done it in my uh, one of my one or two of my courses. So I'm trying to think: did I miss it, or there's something well, I would say? A uh, uh, a related question, and this is a kind yep. of segue into our little rapid fire at the end. Is is there a book or resource that you would recommend for uh, for anyone looking to go down this path? Um. In terms of the renewable side or structural engineering? Any uh, engineering, working for an ESB, or even if you can't think of one of them, a book in general that was just a good read that you'd recommend anyone read. <laughs> uh, loads of books. <laughs> They're not <laughs> not engineering books, but uh, <laughs> um, I thought, oh, Jesus, tricky one. Like engineering, not really, you know. Um, I'm thinking. Uh, just, just do it in college. <laughs> Just do it in college. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of any books off hand. That, that that's say. fair. Uh, yeah. No, that's I, okay. I, like, yeah. A uh, couple more quick fires. Is there something yeah. you wish you did in college that you didn't do? Yeah. Um, I'd say I, I'd like to, you know, I love what I'm doing. Um, but I think, you know, maybe uh, something, something like nutrition, something like sports kind of science. That that area, like I've I've a lot of interest in that. Kind of now, I like I do a lot of um, running and cycling and things. So I suppose that's something I wish I probably you know even did a part time course in. Yeah, uh, completely completely different to engineering. Um, um, but yeah, no, it's it's just something I'm interested in at the moment. Um, well, ne never too late. Um, no, no. <laughs> something you know now that you wish you knew uh, a couple of years ago. Oh, um, change is good change is great uh, well, your try, career has shown that for sure <laughs> try do the things you're you're afraid of you know do the things that that you've you really don't want to do that's that's that they're the things you have to do like so when i was young i probably said oh i don't want to go abroad but they're like you know, I had the best experiences when i did go abroad Um so yeah don't be afraid of of uh, new challenges new experiences just go for them nice wise words uh speaking of wise words any quote to live by any quote to live by? Um, do, 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 do. Say every problem is a gift. Without problems, we wouldn't grow. 
Nice. That's I think a very, that's Tony, Tony very engineering answer. Was that Tony <laughs> Robbins? That's Tony Robbins. Nice one. I'm sure engineers say that to each other on a daily basis. <laughs> or, or there's another one. I'm just, I'm actually just looking here. I have a few quotes stuck up around my room. Ah, uh, but uh, another one, um, it's a, a quote from a, a ultra distance or ultra marathon runner, Scott Jurek. Uh, Sometimes you just do things. That's another good one. Don't think, just do. <laughs> nice. That's brilliant. Uh, and um, before we let you go, I know the dates have been released now for the ESP program. Do you have them? Do you know what they are for people looking to get onto the grad program? The 24th of September, September to the yeah. 2nd of November. And and just to say, it's, um, you know, there's, it, it's not just engineering students or graduates. Um, there's the IT uh, graduates, business, finance, marketing, and HR. Um, and it's two, it's now, uh, the graduate program is two 15-month rotations, so you'll be in different parts of the business um, uh, throughout the, the grad program. So, Class, yeah. that's good. Non-committal, and you get to see a lot of the business. That's very good. Yeah, and you might get well, to go abroad. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Ian Cumberford, thank you very much for your time. Much appreciated. Thanks very much, Mark. Appreciate that. Thank you.